everyone, this is episode 650 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Friday, July 5th, 2019. I'm your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I'll be talking about a handful of indie games, including Ovivo, They Are Billions, and Cutting Grass, Muting Lawns. That's the full title, Cutting Grass, Muting Lawns. There's a little hyphen in between those. Or is it an M-dash? I'm not sure. It might be an M-dash. Either way, there's a line between those two. But it's the same game. And I also finished Robotech. Of course, I'm playing plenty of Apex Legends, which I'll talk about probably at some point. But I I finished Robotech, the Macross Saga, and I hate that show. It is one of the worst series I've ever seen in terms of anime. It is now... One of three series I've given a one out of ten uh, to on my anime list, where I, which is where I track the series I watch. The other two, one of them is like an ONA or something that is somewhat infamous. I think the English title is uh, Striking Daughter. And I think it's just like some weird, trippy, nonsense-fueled piece of crap that doesn't look great or it doesn't make any sense. Like It's just, it's just a mess. And then the other one is My First Monster. I believe that's the the title of it, which I despise because it has domestic abuse in it. And I find that sickening. And the way it, it's not that it glorifies it, but it just, it doesn't treat it the way it should be treated. And I, I come to this as somebody who is... A domestic abuse survivor and stuff. So, uh, I just find that to be very problematic, especially when I see people reviewing and talking about how great this romance is. And one of their first interactions, if not the first, the first interaction between the two leads, is him pulling the girl into an alley and pushing her up against a brick wall and telling her if you scream or if you say anything. I, my, I can't remember if it's if you scream or say anything or whatever. But he basically says, you say anything, I'm going to rape you. And then there's like this pause. And then he starts walking away and tells her to follow him. And she follows him. And there are other parts in the, the show where he gets super angry. And maybe he'll throw a desk around or a chair around. And he doesn't mean to hit her, but he ends up hitting her. And whatever, it's okay because he didn't mean to do it. Fuck that shit. I, I've mentioned the show before, but fuck it. Uh, but Robotech is the, the new uh, series to join those special few it is atrocious uh i may have given it a two out of ten if i was able to watch it subbed on amazon where i watched it it's only available dubbed from what i could tell the dub is horrible the story is garbage the art is shit the music is shit the characters are shit the mode like everything about it is just shit there's this whole idol thing going on like with this Minmay character who's fucking horrible. All of them are just the worst. And I had one of the worst parts about it and what made it go from a 2 to a 1 is that Minmay becomes this pop idol and her singing is inspirational to all the people. You hear the same fucking song so much. It's way too much. And it's just the same song over and over again. I think at one point she, sing, uh, she sings a different song 
uh, an, an actual different song, but there are, I think, a handful of occasions where she sings her new song, which is just the same song with different lyrics, and it's the worst because melodically, it sucks. Vocally, it sucks. I don't know if it's the, the, the voice actress doing the singing or if they got a different singer. Regardless, the person singing, they can't sing. They suck. And having to hear it so many times throughout the entire series, maybe at least a dozen times in a series that spanned 36 episodes, way too much, way too annoying. It's a series that bordered on the edge of being too, uh, or being so bad it's good, but it just ended up being so bad it's annoying. And I fucking can't say that. But like, that song is just, it's nightmare fuel. I hate it so much. And what I mean when I say that it's just the same song with different lyrics, it's basically if you took Hey Jude and then you just change the lyrics. So instead of Hey Jude, it's like, Cows moo, oh yes they do. They give us delicious milk. Unless you're lactose intolerant then you are screwed no milk for you yeah, see same song different lyrics i can go again dogs poo oh yes they do when they poo you need to pick that shit up if you don't pick it up then you are one Big dumb fuck. And then I can do it again. Birds coo. Oh, yes, they do. And they coo when I'm trying to sleep. You mother fucking bird better shut your damn beak up. Because it's 2 fucking 30 in the morning, you son of a bitch. But you get what I'm saying. It's the same song, different lyrics, and it's not like Hey Jude, where it's like, oh, melodically, this is good. I can listen to it about cows mooing and birds pooing and, and I mean, dogs pooing and birds cooing. I mean, birds poo, too. I mean, everybody poos. Isn't that a book? Anywho, fucking Robotech sucks. And it's a pile of garbage. It's reviewed way too highly. I don't know why people like it. It is the worst thing in the world. And when I saw people saying, hey, it's got a pretty good dub. It's got a pretty good dub, you know? Fuck you. You're dumb as shit. The dub sucks. And I'm somebody who, you know, a lot of people shit on dubs in the anime community. It's like, oh, subs only, subs only. Dubs always suck. I'm somebody who respects dubs just for existing. But I'm somebody who watches a lot of dubs. And I've experienced my fair share of good to great to bad to everything in between. This is one of the worst dubs I've ever heard. And I've heard, I don't know, I'd say over 50. I don't know if I've w uh, watched 100 exactly. And I'm just thinking the series. You know, I've watched all the uh, Studio Ghibli films dubbed, a few of them subbed, mostly dubbed. I need to watch a few of them subbed because I think some of them, like Ponyo, I might enjoy more subbed because I hate, I hate the voice acting in Ponyo. But, uh, and I think the character the, or the, the casting is just messed up in some cases there. But Robotech is a pile of garbage. Don't watch it. It's not worth it. You will get nothing out of it. Uh, you know, there, There's nothing to appreciate about it. With Evangelion, it's weird and 
different and interesting and there's something you could get out of it potentially if you are i mean like it's just weird evangelion is the creator just putting all of their emotional baggage into a series not caring about it being sensical or any of this and just you know putting all of themselves into it and and getting the free reign to do so and that doesn't lead or in my opinion at least that doesn't end up leading to a quality product but it does lead to an interesting product and something that has some positives and visually it's got some really highs but robotech has none of that i can't think of a single thing in robotech that i could say at least that's good the op's not no nothing it's all shit i'm spending too much time on robotech anywho so moving on to what i've been playing i played a bit of they are billions on xbox one and this is a game that came out last year or maybe even late 2017 and early access on pc and i remember people talking about it and being really high on it because this this is the game where it's part quote-unquote part city builder and then part defense game where you are building a city and then hordes of zombies will start attacking and the number of zombies that will uh, start attacking will increase more and more over time until there are quote-unquote billions not billions why am i using quote-unquote so often and why i say it's quote unquote a city builder is that it's not like SimCity or any of that stuff you're not building a whole bunch of stuff you're just like okay traditional rts fashion and this is an rts game you can pause it of course whatever but um in typical a lot of rts games you know you can build tents buildings what have you that will increase your population you build sawmills etc to collect resources so that you can build other buildings and and, and whatnot and you're doing all this while then building up your defenses around your city, your little town, and doing your best to fight off the oncoming hordes. And at first, maybe one, two, or one, two zombies will attack you at once. And then eventually hordes will come and they'll start picking up their pace and moving quicker. You can adjust the difficulty both in how long the duration of the game is uh, and how many infected there are so how many zombies you'll be dealing with and how much they'll be growing exponentially over uh, the course of the game and it's all really cool conceptually and there is mouse and keyboard support for the xbox and probably for ps4 as well i'm not sure but i don't have the means to do that right now i i have one wired keyboard but it's hooked up to my pc and it's the, the wires are all behind stuff and like I'm not going to go through that process to unplug it all and then hook it up to my Xbox for this one game to try it out. And the rest of my keyboards are all um, wireless using dongles and unless it's changed I still believe those do not work with the Xbox One. I don't have a Bluetooth keyboard but I also don't know if those work wirelessly with the Xbox One which does have bluetooth support at least the, the newer models i can't remember if the original had it but i where's it going uh yeah so i played a bit of it and of course i played it with a controller it is a mess with controller it, it does not feel good with controller 
at all. It feels like a very, I, I, I never want to use the term lazy. Um, you know, I, I want to find a better term when I want to say, oh, it like, feels like a lazy port in terms of the controller uh, support because, you know, the, there was definitely work put into it and in no way was it being lazy, but, a, you know, it's an oversight or they just assume that people who are interested will be able to figure out. Like, the problem with the controller is that, one, it just doesn't feel good. On top of that, there is no tutorial whatsoever. In order to figure out how to play the game, you either just have to use trial and error and just press the buttons and figure out what it does for, uh, on your own. Or you can go into the menu. There's a help button or help section that will tell you the the main concepts of the game. So like, okay, you want to build this and, and you will be protecting your people from this. And like, it just show, it shows you what the game is about. There are, I don't know if they're like tips or things like that. And then there is a little section that has keyboard and mouse and, and the control bindings and then the controller and the controller bindings. So that's the way to figure it out. But it would be a lot better if they slowly introduce you to how all these things work in an actual game. Like I just, especially in an RTS game and especially an RTS game on console, I feel like those should be a given to have tutorials and teach you how to use the controller because I don't think any RTS, there's not like a universal RTS controller setup. It's not like first person shooters that in most cases follow the Call of Duty 4, or I mean, I did that start with Call of Duty 2, but you know, the, the left trigger for iron sights, that control scheme. That is a control scheme that most first person shooters follow with a with a gamepad and with rts games on controllers i don't think there's any universal setup but i could i could be wrong because i don't play that many rts games and there aren't that many rts games that come out on console at least there, there could be plenty of rts games on pc that do include controller support i don't know like rts games are one of the few games that when i saw this team controller i'm like that could that could actually be a better controller for RTS games. It's like one of the few genres where I'm like, I can see a use case for this team controller. And I think for some really fast paced shooters where you want a more mouse uh, feel to the, the, to the crosshair controls and all that, I can see that. But uh, it just, it's a mess with controller. It doesn't teach you how to play, which sucks ass. And Another thing that really sucks is that the game just launched on PC and it came out with a campaign that I think is like 48 missions long. The developers guesstimate it's around 60 hours in length. That is not in the console version. Will it get updated at some point and added for free? I don't know. The PC version costs $30. The console version costs $25. Will it be a $5 add-on? Maybe, who knows? Will they even bother? I don't know because who knows how well these versions will sell. But I've read that the campaign does a good job of introducing you to mechanics and the way things work, at least, you know, in the beginnings. And having that would have been so much nicer than just having a survival mode and nothing else. Uh, so it's just, it, it feels incomplete 
in part because it is incomplete compared to the PC version, at least. You know, this feels like it's not the 1.0 version. We got the 0.815 version or whatever. And that's a bit frustrating because I've been excited for this game. Uh, I've been wanting to play it. And when I finally got my hands on it, I, I ended up being really disappointed. I'll put some more time into it and try to figure things out because just like in, in practice, when using the controller, it also just isn't all that intuitive in that I, when selecting a unit, for instance, like a soldier or a ranger, one of your, uh, your military people who can attack the zombies, you click on them. And then in order to move them to a space, you don't just click on them and then find the place where you want to move them and then click on that place. You have to then go into the little menu bar and then click move and then you can move them to a place. Then the, the move cursor will show up. So they have like when you click on something, the actions available will show up in a little screen at the bottom of the screen on the, the HUD. And it'll give you stuff like, okay, move here watch over here, attack here, chase this, blah, blah, blah. And that just is an extra step. And in a game that is real-time, real-time strategy, where I might want to move troops around quickly, and of course, yeah, I can pause and do an action or whatever. It just is one extra step that makes the whole process so much more tedious. And this extra step thing is something you can expect with all of the actions and the things you do and when you want to back out of a menu so if you go into the build section or whatever or to the town section where you can build resource gathering things or houses for people or energy sources or, or what have you a, a soldier thing and they're all their separate categories to back out you have to go back down into the menu and hit the little back arrow you can't just press the b button on the controller the b button doesn't seem to do anything and it would be perfect for backing out of that menu so that you don't have to, you know, use the, the few, move the few pixels over to hit that back button and then go to another menu. Like it's just, it's very tedious in a game and a genre that really doesn't work well with tedium. So it's just, it's a very frustrating port as it stands. And the only time will tell if it's, supported in, in the the form of patches and updates and, and potential uh, additional content in the form of the the campaign and stuff like that so as it stands i can't recommend it on console on pc sure it's fucking awesome but if you don't have a gaming pc and i, I don't imagine it's a game that really requires a lot of power but on console i mean like sure consoles have mouse and keyboard support so if you have that kind of setup maybe it fits your uh, play style or maybe it'll feel a lot better but at the same time again you're getting no campaign a, a huge feature of the game you're not getting so keep that in mind sure five bucks cheaper but also 60 hour campaign not there and will it ever be there? I don't know. I, I tried looking into it and seeing if there are any details as to whether it'll eventually make its way. I could find nothing. So, yeah, their billions is a bit disappointing. And when I say a bit, I mean a lot, at least on consoles. And then I played 
what is it? Cutting grass, mutated lawns, which is a grass cutting game. I think this is a sometimes you join, but the, I know the other one is. But it is a, a game where you are just, it's like, or it controls like snake. But what you're trying to do is cut all the grass in the space while avoiding obstacles. And those obstacles could be like rocks in the ground that will damage your lawnmower slightly. And you can only hit so many before your, your uh, mower will be unable to move and you'll have to restart the level. There will be puddles in the, the grass that you have to avoid. There will be parts where you are mowing a lawn that is on the edge of like some water thing, whether it's a lake or, or whatnot, and you could drive off it. Um, and there are a few other things, but it's pretty basic. It's all right. I, I, I feel like at times the controls aren't as responsive as I would like, but it's, it's very basic. It's just, it is what it is and it's okay. It's nothing special. You can unlock a shit ton of different mowers and there's even a mowing section that's just like animals here. You can use a bull instead. And they have special abilities, which I haven't messed around with. And for completing levels, you earn gears, which then can be used in the store to buy these uh, different mowers and whatnot. It's, it's, it's what it is. It's The title makes sense. Cutting grass, mutated lawns. I'm sure I'll run into some mutations at some point. I have only played a little bit of it. And then Obivo is a sometimes you game. And it is unless I'm forgetting something, it is by far the best sometimes you game I've ever played. I've talked about this publisher. I don't know if they develop games too. I, I can't remember, but they publish a lot of stuff, a lot of indie games. And I'm always hopeful that they'll, you know, knock one out of the park at some point. They had that uh, somewhat recent game where it was a, like an endless runner um, where you're the robot, which was all right. And if the, the cutting grass is them, it's all right. You know, they, they do a lot of things that feel mobile-esque and are then, you know, on consoles. But Ovivo is this kind of platformer that is very interesting, visually striking, and a lot of fun. And it worked, like, it's, it blew my mind that it was as good as it is. It might be pretty short. I played maybe a half hour to 45 minutes of it, and I feel like I'm already pretty close to get, like, I'm not sure how, uh, how far I am in it, but it doesn't feel like it's going to be super long. It has one problem, which is the, the menus are fucking just, there's, there's no sense to the menus and what you're doing and where you're supposed to be going. Like, I just was winging it and be like, okay, I think I should does this work? And, and then I would press a button. I'm like, okay, this just opened up. I guess I can go here. These are new levels and whatnot. But to the to the actual game, it is black and white, just black and white. And you're this little ball, and you are moving along the the hills and, and these spaces. Eventually, things will uh, spikes will be added, and there'll be things that uh, that are dangerous and whatnot. And you collect a little like uh icons or whatever on the screen every now and again that are story bits and i don't know if there's really a story that is being told but you just collect these things and you collect dots every now and again as well but the way the game works is that when you press the a button instead of jumping you change color and you flip so it's it's basically like just 
doing the inverse uh, and, and vice versa. So you press it again, you go back to the, the other color and you flip to the other side of the platform or the surface you're on. And why it's so cool is that it is very hilly in terms of the, the, the way the environment is laid out. And what you end up doing a lot is building momentum. And it feels almost like a 2D portal where there would be a lot of puzzles in portal where you would have to, you know, shoot a portal and then fall through it, then shoot a portal a little ahead so that you build this momentum so that you can get across a long distance. And you end up doing this quite often in the game to reach areas and progress in the game. And it feels very good. And that, that's the key to it. It, it looks good. You know, it's very simple uh, aesthetically. But the, the feel of it is really good. Even if you're, your momentum or like if you're on in a groove and you're hitting a lot of these things and you're just in a nice space and a nice flow, if that flow breaks, it doesn't take away. Like it doesn't feel dissatisfying when that happens. It's just like, okay, just I'll get it going again. And I was having a blast with it. You know, I was just playing it and um, enjoying the hell out of it. And then I was just like, okay, let me let me try out some of the other new games I got because I got them. I should see how they are. But Ovivo, and that's O-V-I-V-O, is really cool and really fun. And I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm blown away that sometimes you has published not just a good game but what is kind of a great game and i think this was on mobile platform like i just i really really like it and maybe part of that is just the fact that it's sometimes you and i am expecting less from them and getting this I was like holy shit this is actually good i like this i i i can't recommend it highly enough i think it's only seven dollars too so it doesn't cost much it's probably on switch as well and I can see it being really nice on the, the, the Switch screen in handheld mode. You know, it's probably a two-hour experience. Uh, a bit more if you want to collect everything, you know, collect all the dots and all the story bits. But uh, I, I really like it. I am super surprised by it. And it's the, the highlight of my last two days in terms of new games I've played. Of course, like I said, still playing Apex Legends. Love it, love it, love it. What I've learned with this update, and it's disturbing, is that now you have the flyers. Those are the dragon things. They have a name. They're called flyers. At least that's what they're referred to when you see them in the air and you ping them. Like a flyer over there. Uh, the flyers are in specific areas of the game, the new areas. They are caged, and they'll make noise. I think I mentioned this. And maybe, maybe I mentioned this last episode too. But what is so fucking disturbing, and it's just like I hate it every time I see it happen, and it makes me not want to play with my team anymore. People love to just shoot those things. They just love to shoot caged animals. They can't hurt you. They don't give you any kind of loot. There's no reason to shoot them. There's literally no reason to shoot them other than you are being a fucking monster. You think you're killing a monster? No. You're becoming the monster. No, 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 that's not right. You are always a monster. And you're just showing your true colors, you sick, sick son of 
bitch. I hate it. I just hate it. It's disgusting. I hate the Flyers in the game in general just because I like don't don't shoot them. You can't. I don't think you can kill them. I mean, you could maybe kill them, but it takes like two shots of significant damage to make them drop a a death box. But it just hey, let's let everyone know where we are. That we're here. We made a lot of loud noise. You see that flying in the distance that just dropped a death box? Guess what? There's a team there. Come get us. And in my experience, the loot isn't all that great anyway. Um, but I am really liking it. I am, I think, at silver level 2 in ranked mode. The one thing that's been problematic with this season, and I think it's something I've experienced both in ranked mode and outside in just the regular Apex mode, is that I have had more games since the beginning of the season than maybe all of uh, my time with the game prior to the season. But so many games where I start the match with a completely empty squad or missing one player, and it's, it's getting a bit ridiculous. And in many cases, when it's just two of us, the second person will drop and it'll just be me by myself. Which isn't problematic in the in ranked mode because then I could just find the middle of the circle, hide, get into the top three, get my six points, and be happy with it because I got six points out of it. But it, it, it's something I've noticed because it's hard not to notice it with how prevalent and frequent it, it's happening. Um, but outside of that, I... I'm really enjoying the game. Still, I had some really amazing matches with my buddy last night. Our last two matches just were really fun. And I had one match where it was down to three or four squads. And there, there was so much shit happening in this one little gap. And we were up on a high ledge. And I had a sniper with me. I had plenty of ammo. I just kept damaging them over and over again. They would keep healing and other teams would be taking them out. And I ended up doing, I think, like 1,200 damage, and I got one kill in that game. I was lucky to get the one kill, which was a sniper kill at the same time. But it was just crazy how much damage I kept doing. And we ended up being the second-place team because uh, when the circle got to its smallest point, the team that was left was a team of three, and they had a Watson in their team. And this was a case where Watson really came, uh, or they were really advantageous and very useful because I forget the name of the the spot because they're the two places like the, the the west side and the whatever. But um, the the circle was this building area, and the the rock surfaces made it so that we'd have to go outside of the circle to get behind them, and at that point the circle damage would have been too great. And Watson blocked all the doors with her stupid fucking gate. And then we just kind of had to sit there and it, it, we died. But it was an intense, fun-ass match. Probably more so for me than my buddy because I, I was the one who was sniping on the whole bunch. But uh, then our second match was really good. I got a few kills. He got three kills and had fun and it was good. So Apex Legends still amazing. I'm at level 10 or 11 with the, the Battle Pass. So... It's going to be no problem at all reaching max level. Uh, so, yeah. I still think, again, I will always bring this up. Legend tokens 
get the fuck out of here. Give us something to spend those on for fuck sake. Anywho, that will do it for this year episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Marcus Ness. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Speaking of Attack the Backlog, brand new episode will be going live this Sunday about Hadful Boyfriend. It's already ready to go. The premiere is set on YouTube, so you can do that. And speaking of YouTube, if you'd like to watch this show or attack the backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelated sausage and watch them both there. If you'd like to check out the art I make, you can go over to pxsart.com. If you see something you like, click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoy this here episode and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Bye.